coming up. So you telling this man that you've seen make do miracles and all kinds of stuff that yeah. no, you a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will die before what? that happens. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm harping on this so that you can really sense and feel the 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 how how off base Peter was. He was really out and he was really out there about himself. Yeah. Sometimes we don't now, know ourselves. We don't know ourselves. Yes. And guess what? We can get real off base about ourselves too. I mean, we can be out there. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, what will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the fifth message in the series, Use What You Have, Part 1. And so today our subtopic is, Use What You Have. Use What You Have. And so um, on your paper, if you're all ready to go, write this down. This been there for <laughs> the whole series. Um, I didn't have you write it last week, but today you got to fill in the blank. How about that? I don't want you to forget this point. A, um, now that we are moving from significant, significant death to significant life, what now? What now? Um, again, we saw um, significant death in the pandemic, and we've seen it wane. We've seen life and restoration and preservation of life come about. Um, uh, especially with the vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in comparison to the, the uh, resurrection mm -hmm. and also the, the day that the, the Holy Spirit was given, that Jesus's death was significant and Jesus' resurrection was significant, his Amen. coming back to life. Amen. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Amen. That's a general thing we should do all the time. 20 years from now, we should be trusting in the Lord with, <laughs> with all our heart. Yep. 100 years from now, if the Lord tarries, we should be trusting in the Lord with all our heart. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make that and clear that that's what we do. Right. But we also trying to prepare, and we're trying to hear God speak to us about how we should live out the post-pandemic world that we will be in. Mm -hmm. And so we want to glean from that. And so today we're going to look at Peter once again. We looked at Peter once before as a case study to see what we can, how we can handle our what now. But we're going to look at Peter again. So write that down. Be on your paper. From the perspective of Peter, what now? And number one is going back to normal is not an appropriate option. I know it's been there. It's been there. Mm -hmm. I, I want this ringing in your ears. 
so that when 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 you when you find yourself forgetting you will hear pastor rob saying this over and over again <laughs> going back to normal is not an appropriate option and as it pertains to peter look at what matthew 26 33 to 35 says and to give this some context peter said this um, after christ had um, told Peter and the disciples once again about the, the de his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And Peter had replied um, uh, favorably, but then um, uh, when Christ asked, when he was telling Christ about uh, who he was, but right here, Christ is making it clear to him that his response to him telling him about the death, burial, his death, burial, and resurrection was not appropriate. So mm -hmm. it says here, Matthew 26, 33 and 35, Peter replied, even if I fall away on account of you, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Okay, let me pause here for a second. So Christ had told him, told them that he was going to be crucified and he told them that they were going to be offended by him. And this is why Peter's saying, no, not me. I'm not going to fall away if all fall away. Mm -hmm. Y'all hear what Peter said? Peter says, if everybody else, mm -hmm. the whole entire world, all are gone, or even all my fellow disciples, if all of them decide they're not going to be with you no more, Peter says, never me. Mm -hmm. Peter says, Lord, I will be, if there's one person standing beside you, Lord, I'm your dude. <laughs> That's what Peter was I'm saying. That dude. I'm that dude. Yes. That's what Peter was saying. Get this into your head. This is, this is Peter's understanding of himself. Mm -hmm. He says, if there's, if, if, if it was just one, it was, it's going to be me, Lord. It's mm -hmm. me. I'm the dude. Yeah. But look what Christ says to him in response. Verse 34, truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me not once, not twice, but three times, right. Peter. Yeah, amen. I wanna pause right there for a second, just so you can see how off base Peter was about himself. Mm-hmm about himself. Yeah. Christ says, this ain't going to happen next week or next month or even next year. It's going to happen tonight. Hmm. Tonight, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You said you would never do it once. I'm telling you, you're going to do it three times. Right. Three times. And even after Christ telling him that, look what Peter says in verse 35. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. So <laughs> let me pause again. I just want y'all to really get this because this is important. This is really important for us to go get this because we're using Peter as our case study. He tells God, he tells Jesus that I'll never, I'll never leave you. I'll never disown you. And then Jesus says, Jesus, the one who's never sinned, God himself, who, Jesus, who Peter said was God, tells him, no, you're going to do it three times tonight. And then Peter still says, 
no, 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 no. I'm I'm not. I'm I will die before I do that. <laughs> he said, I will die before I disown you. So you telling this man that you've seen make do miracles and all kinds of stuff that yeah. no, you a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will die before, before that happens. I, yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm harping on this so that you can really sense and feel the 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 how how off base Peter was. He was really out and he was really out there about himself. Yeah. Sometimes we don't now, know ourselves. We don't know ourselves. Yes. And guess what? We can get real off base about ourselves too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can be out there. Yeah. Really out there. And I want us to relate to that. And then the text reads on. And all the other disciples said the same thing. Mm -hmm. So not only did Peter feel this way, the, the other disciples were like, oh, I'm, I'm with you, dude. <laughs> they gave fist bumping on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And all of them, all of them. All of them wrong. All of them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Now, now get this. Get this. Peter had been with Christ for three years. He had been with him for three years. Mm -hmm. Um when he makes this, he takes this position about himself mm -hmm. and his relationship to Christ. So what was normal for Peter, what was normal for Peter, it was normal for Peter to miscalculate his devotion to Christ. That was normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was Peter's normal um, before resurrection mm -hmm. to miscalculate his devotion. Yeah. And y'all see why and, and from Peter's perspective, and we'll see him talk about, we'll see him indicate this, demonstrate this mm -hmm. from his perspective, going back to normal is not an appropriate option because <laughs> it was normal for him to miscalculate his devotion. Yeah. yeah. Look what Matthew 16, 23 says <clears throat> concerning Peter. And, and, <laughs> this was after, again, Christ told him that he was going to be crucified. It says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Yeah. So Christ tells Peter, because Peter had told Jesus that he him dying and all that is not going to happen no that ain't going to happen and jesus explains to peter what his problem was and that was that he was more mindful of the things of men than he was the things of god yeah that was peter's problem that was peter's normal hmm. that was peter's normal so going back to normal is not an appropriate option. And we can see this from the perspective of Peter. Yeah. Peter should have learned something. Peter should have learned that. something. Yeah. Yes. And he eventually did because God is gracious and loving. Mm -hmm. And we'll see as we continue here. Amen. So number two, write this down. <clears throat> from Peter's perspective, what now? Rightly evaluate what you have. Rightly evaluate what you have. 
And so now we're dealing with the post-resurrection, Peter. In Acts 3, 1 through 6, look what it says. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. And at three in the afternoon, at three in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put, put there every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. All right. Before the pre-resurrection, Peter thought he had extreme devotion, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. The pre-resurrection, Peter thought he was being mindful of the things of God, but he was being mindful of the things of men. That was the pre-resurrection, Peter. Yeah. But now the post-resurrection, Peter has a clear understanding of what he has, what he has. And so he tells this lame man, I don't have any money, but I do have something else. Mm -hmm. All right. And that takes us um, now. Well, let me say this to you. Uh, Think about the things Peter could have said mm -hmm. when asked for money. He could have said, wait a minute, I'll be back. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm go talk to my boys. I'm going to take up an offering for you and I'll be back with some money. That's what Peter could have said. Okay. He could have scrounged and said, okay, I'll find something for you. I'll be back. That Peter didn't do that though. Mm -hmm. He he says, I don't have any money, but I do have something else yeah. that I think will be beneficial for you. Yeah. So now Peter is more mindful of what he truly has and not so mindful to think of things in terms of the need, the, the concerns of men. You see, and I want, I want you to grab this because Jesus told him, you're more mindful of the things of men than you are the things of God. Right. So here, Peter could have took up an offering when he got his boys and got some money for him to, and to take care of this man's needs in a, in a physical sense, right. which is a, a concern of men. Mm -hmm. But Peter, as you guys know, the story goes on and we're going to see Peter was more mindful this time right. of, of the things of God than the things of men. And he says, I have something that is mindful of the things of God. Yeah. So we see a change here happening in Peter. This is the same guy that said, I will, I won't, I won't deny you ever. And mm -hmm. then Jesus said, You're gonna do it three times. Say, no, you're lying, Jesus. No. Now he's saying, I don't have any money. But I got something for you, though. Right. Okay. Maturity. <laughs> maturity. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So this takes us to point number three. 
you it says this, uh, write this down. You have knowledge that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. This is from the perspective of Peter. You have knowledge, and I'm talking to you now. Yeah. You have knowledge that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the text reads on that we were just reading, um, Acts 3, 6 through 10. Again, it says, then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. I, I, but what I do have, I give you. In the name mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Amen. And it goes on to say, verse seven, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Amen. All right, let's sit on this for a moment. Mm -hmm. This is the same Peter who denied Christ three times. The same Peter who had a miscalculation of his devotion to Christ. The same Peter who was more mindful of men. He could, like I said again, I said it already, I'll say it again. He could have went and got an offer. He could have got some money from somewhere. Even if he didn't have none, He this is Peter, y'all. He could have right. talked to somebody. Right. He got the gift of gab. He would have. He could have talked to somebody mm -hmm. and got something. Mm -hmm. But no, no, no. He wasn't thinking like that. He wasn't thinking that small. Not that doing that is small, but Peter was thinking bigger than that. He grew from how he used to he think. He grew from how he used to think. Yeah. And this same Peter says, rise up mm -hmm. and walk. Yeah. yeah. That's the post-resurrection Peter. Yes. So he understood. He, he yeah, he has knowledge. He had knowledge of the power in his name. And so do you and I. Yeah. We have knowledge that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to use our knowledge of the power in the name of Jesus Christ post pandemic, y'all. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we, we need to use it. We, yeah. we, we, <laughs> we, we need to not get hung up and stagnated on what we don't have. Right. That's what happened here with Peter. Peter said, I ain't got no money. And he didn't let that stomp him, though. Mm -hmm. He went even higher. He gave him something greater than money. That's right. And he didn't say, I ain't got I, I don't have no money. Mm -hmm. But he says, I got I, I know that there's power in God's name. though. Mm -hmm. I know in Jesus name. I know it's power. Yes. We need to operate like that. Right. There's power in, in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. OK. <laughs> Um, we need to think beyond our obstacles or the obstacles that appear to be before us. Yeah. We got to think over and above them. We got to think, we got to think, we got to transcend those things in our thought process. Why? Because we know that there's power in the name That's right. of Jesus Christ. That's right. Get our mind and our eyes off what we think we see. Absolutely. <laughs> Put our mind on Jesus. Amen. All right. Number four here from the perspective of Peter, uh, you have a voice to tell others about Jesus's power. Mm -hmm. You have a voice. Yes, you do. And some of y'all 
can use that voice harmoniously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and some of us can't use that voice <laughs> <laughs> harmoniously. We got to know our boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in either case, you can still use your voice. That's right. All That's right. right. <laughs> well, you, I know you, some of y'all saying, hey, well, the Bible says make a joyful Just noise. noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. The Bible says that. Yeah. <laughs> but look here what it says in Acts 3, 11 through 13. It says, um, uh, and again, they, uh, we're, uh, we're talking about the healing that we that we we just witnessed about Peter. Uh, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, "Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power?" or godliness, we made this man walk. Right. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers mm -hmm. has glorified his servant, Jesus. Amen. So Peter is telling them it wasn't by our own power, mm -hmm. nor by it was, was it by our own godliness. Right. It was by the power in the name of Jesus Christ in that this man walks. That's what Peter was declaring. Okay, and he was doing it with his voice. Mm -hmm. He used his voice to tell them what you just witnessed or what you are seeing or witnessing is the power of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, yes. That's what he's telling them. Yes. All right. And we uh, we talked about that a little bit last week mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. Peter standing up and telling them what they just saw. Right. All right. right. Yeah, and I was just thinking in Bible Life Group, we were talking about um, the power of Jesus Christ and how sometimes we hear, since we have everything given to us, you know, we, we take things for granted. We don't wake up and, and go in the cabinets, there's food, we have a bed, we have shelter and everything. And our, our sister Alexis was telling us at Bible Life Group, you know, about some of her experience in um, Cairo, Egypt. Yes. And how, you know, they have, they don't have a lot of these things. So they rely heavily on Jesus, Amen. you know, not taking Jesus for granted like we sometimes do here. Yeah. And so they see these huge or, you know, miracles happening yeah. all the time. Yeah. They see them happening all the time. Whereas we have miracles happening here, but we don't see them as that because we take things for granted. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen, Amen to that. Yeah. We had a great time discussing that. Yeah. Um, so yes, so we got to use our voice. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. That's what Peter says. Peter says we got everything we need to live a godly life. What that, does that, that mean? What does that mean for us? It means this. We have all we need to do what would please God in every situation. Yes. We have everything we need to please God in every situation. That's what that means. Wow. So when we ask the question or we make the statement, use what you have, Wow, use all the stuff God has given us that we need to please him Mm -hmm. in any situation in our lives. Any situation. Thank you for listening.